0: You are now listening to Out of the Blank. 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 You had... You had... You had the tone of somebody that was doing a podcast at that moment. So I was like, oh, we're into it.
1: I was just getting into conversation. <laughs> and then you started saying how I said Ocean City was all wrong. I was like, I don't understand. what." Say it.
0: No, 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 no. Say it. Say it. Don't try to not say it the way you say it. Say it the way you say it. I'm from Ocean City, Maryland. There it is. That's it right there. The last time you did it before that, you tried to like clean it up. I felt it.
1: I I can't I it's so I don't understand when you say like because someone said so, it to me recently so, about the Baltimore accent and I I know how and like I know how bad it is when you say like Monday and Tuesday but also like Baltimore or you know even though it's Baltimore, Baltimore. yeah, yeah but, but,
0: I, but but after living there I say Baltimore it's like bald uh, bald uh, more yeah not I, I've never heard anybody say Balmer that's so stupid it's just like it's Baltimore for the people that live there it's a D but the Maryland accent is swallowing your O's. It's the same as the Philly accent. It really is. It's like so close where it's like, you know, ocean, <laughs> ocean. <laughs> you get you, you know, I, I don't even, it wasn't until Ryan pointed it out um, on the crab feast was when I realized that there was this Maryland accent. Um, people think that you know at least me when i do stand up a lot of people think i have like a southern draw um but truly i do have like the washington dc version of the maryland accent which is just like bridges the line between like normal people talk and then the maryland you know like my nephew my so my sister lives in salisbury so does my mom actually it's it's funny that you live in ocean city and i if i'm it's i don't i'll be closer to you every six months for like a few days when i visit my family um than my actual friends It's like my whole family moved from the washington dc area after i moved to los angeles a few years later and they all ended up in, what is, excuse me, what is Salisbury's County? Like Wichita, Wicketonka or I'm something? I'm Worcester
1: County. I'm pretty sure they're part of Worcester, right? Or is that Wicomico County? I don't know. All the counties blend into the same. I just know in school when it said two hour delay, I was only looking for Worcester County. Worcester sounds fine. Um, it's a good sauce, I mean Besides Old Bay, that which everyone knows about around here It's funny because I'll be podcasting with someone that's not from this area And I'll mention like a crab feast type thing Like, you know, you ever sit down and have like a nice meal I talk to a lot of like chefs or something Everyone's like, what the hell's a crab feast? I'm like, you don't know, like the best moment ever
0: Crab feast I, I, Actually, picking crabs are kind of a pain in the ass I don't, like, I don't want, I wouldn't want to do it a lot Like, if you're hungry, hungry, then picking crabs is the worst it's time like that's you need to come in already with a couple meals in yeah
1: It's like it's a gift. That's what it is. It's like you have to work for that treat, dude. You got to work for that steak. I mean, out of all the people that I've least heard on Ryan Sickler's podcast that have worked the hardest to do anything, which is you for sure, just from hearing at least all the stories, I mean, you had literally so many things thrown at you that you did overcome. I mean, not to blow smoke up your ass or anything, but seriously, like you had a lot of like stuff that kind of wasn't going your way at first, but you still perceived and then chased down comedy.
0: Yeah, I just had to learn, man. That's all it is. It just took me. It took me a little bit longer to learn the lessons of of how to do this. You know what I mean? And then once you make those mistakes, you you learn and then you grow. And I mean, I don't regret any other shit that I've ever done in my life, uh, or that's happened to me, because it turned me into the person that I am now. And that's that's you know what I mean. It's fantastic. But you but the whole time, even when I was, uh, making mistakes and we're going to call it that. I was, I always like believed I was going to do something that I wanted to do, you know, or I had a destiny, if you want to even call it that to, to do something. And, you know, I think that's, that's at least for me, it's just the things that I care about, the things that I'm into, I'm like, I just like, run towards that if when i get excited about something uh or if there's something that i want to do you know and the other stuff can get left by the wayside you know and but it's i've kind of always been like that so it's you know
1: I mean, just from listening to you through so many episodes, there's just a few things that you said that like kind of really resonated with me. I mean, I, I like uh, like the you know what Steve Simone talks about with family times and all those types of things. Those are moments I had. But you know, my parents worked two jobs, so I mean, I was spent a lot of time by myself, a lot of time home. You know, it was a giant music background. I mean, if they weren't doing radio during the day, DJ Batman or something, it was at night they were
0: doing DJ gigs. Are you like are are you like a part of this huge Ocean City like just like family like historic Ocean City family not even close you, you mentioned you mentioned DJ Batman
1: okay from what i know of DJ Batman is probably different from what you know as DJ Batman so I'll,
0: let me let me tell you let me tell you man cuz we started talking about it um and what made me want to agree to do this today was because you were from ocean city. Like, I, I guess that's the first time that, the city that, has
1: ever done anything for
0: it's, me. I'm 100%. <laughs> it, it got you. If you would have said you were from any other place. Well, Maryland, if it was a part of Maryland, if it was another part of Maryland, I would have dragged you around for a little bit and then finally been like, all right. Um, but because you said ocean city, I was like, Oh man, uh, like ocean city to me is <laughs> It was just as a little kid, I remember being like 14 years old, going to Ocean City, walking that boardwalk while we were on vacation with my parents and my mom's friends. And it was like, I felt like, you, you know, you go and what what's so funny, because when you're a little kid, you know, you don't realize that you're standing inside a head shop that sells bowls and yeah. fucking, you know like it's just it's it's like a mix of like spencer's gifts do you remember spencer's sharper yeah. image and then a tattoo parlor everything it's just it was and you can find like rock shirts there it's it's all literally um what would you call a t-shirt
1: factory like on every single block there's a t-shirt printing store or something there
0: dude i <laughs> the t-shirt factory man I got arrested for stealing an "I Love Jesus" T-shirt from the T-shirt factory on the boardwalk.
1: I never, I never did anything that crazy, but it was, it's, it's interesting to see because, like, when I even heard you guys mention like DJ Batman or something, like from what I know him as is, I just knew him from when he worked at Secrets, and it was just the weirdest thing because I would remember my dad would always come, like there would always be a complaint about him or something because he would be on. They had him on the middle of the night, so it was like from like eleven PM till like two AM and then he'd be playing like the weirdest style music like Beatles or classic oldies in the in in the music on whatever around on the radio at that time. So people are coming home like why the hell is this playing on this station.
0: Yeah. So so like DJ Batman to us when when I started going to Ocean City with my friends like Greg and Dead Cat and kenny and we we'd always rent a spot so my my junior year was the first time i went with them to the beach my junior year i went to the senior week for the seniors um and when we got down there, we rented this place off of like second street or second avenue whatever is right by the amusement little amusement park, part trimper of the boardwalk yeah 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 where the thrashers and all that shit is. <clears throat> um, but we would watch, and I mean, all we watched in our hotel room was the Ocean City magazine. Do you know what I mean? It was like this channel that just showed you everything that was going on in Ocean City. That's, and that's still it, place. It's I know, but it's you have to understand, man. It's like there are, are characters on. And that that channel is just gold of just shitty commercials sh- you know larger than life personality so first there was the one we loved was Barry the stallion street do you know Barry the stallion stream i don't know him you'd be like funky cole mucina it was like a sports book show he'd be like you know i i he, he would do this thing that me and my buddies would do where he'd be like this he'd be like. You know, like, <laughs> it was like it was like <laughs> that was this thing. It was like it was this like this crossover. I did that at my graduation from high school because my friend Greg was in the audience. The Barry the Stallion Street, like, <laughs> uh, and one of the characters on there was DJ Batman. DJ Batman was like this party sex god to us because it was just a whole commercial. The main commercial for him was just like him with girls at all these parties. Like, come out Friday night to Fager's Island. We're going to fucking, you know, blah, 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 blah. We've got a whole reggae hula hoop contest over over at Mug and Mallet. And then I'll be on Thursday, blah, 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 blah. And then it was just him like around all these girls. And at the end of the thing, there were like these three girls uh, all staring at him. And they're like, we love you, DJ Batman. And it cuts back to him and he's just like, "All right." And so that was kind of like,
1: your definition of DJ Batman is different from what I saw him. He did the same thing when I was a kid. He was still on that channel, but he was much older. So it was sadder. Like you were watching it and you were kind of sad about it. It looked like a man that was kind of losing it a little bit. My dad ran the radio station the Secrets at the time that DJ Batman was on as well. That's how I've known him. I got to meet him and everything. And he just kind of seemed like a little bit crazy to me from like the brief encounters I've had.
0: <laughs> Dude,
1: how old are you? I'm 22 twenty two enjoying the beach and everything it's a little bit different when you're from here uh just because I'm so used to it like I don't want to really like be around I guess in ocean city anymore I kind of want to uh travel out somewhere else why
0: why would you want to leave because you're it's Ancient like city
1: it's like when you're being from here it's a lot different you'll want to go out and explore something completely different you know you want to travel a little bit or something
0: dude you guys are gonna Fuck, man! You guys are really going to be affected this summer. everything's whole- shut
1: down until wait, summer until summer's over until next winter. There's already uh, businesses like the gym I've been going to every single day for seven years is shutting down. I just found out yesterday. So, like, there's everybody here has been impacted, and you know it's probably not going to be the same. We actually had an issue. Uh, Hogan left the. Uh, I guess the bridges open and let the travel thing come through. So when even
0: so- even your even your governor's name is so Marilyn Hagen.
1: <laughs> Governor Hagen. But when like the spring breakers came down here and a bunch of them, 28 of them were infected and just spread it all over. And it's like, so that messed up everything down here. So our numbers just keep increasing. But you know, I mean, I see it differently, dude. It's just it's something that's going to happen. People think that. I mean, you can slow the decrease of it, but it's a tragedy, man. I mean, it sucks that mostly because people are losing their homes and stuff about it. Especially here, being a tourist Dude, town, we're not going to have a summer.
0: Yeah, but there's enough. Enough Marylanders are going to wait. So the
1: beaches are shut down until the next year. Until um, wait, basically winter time. They're talking about opening up in like uh, close to September.
0: That's not the winter. That's fall.
1: Dude, but that's the whole summer though.
0: Autumn I think is the best time of the year around the world. Well, it's definitely the best in the East Coast. Actually no. I'll say I'll say autumn is my favorite time of the year. I'll go I'll go anywhere in the world autumn's the best. Yeah. You didn't ask me a question, but I just
1: no, I like I like um like fall a little bit too. I think it's just the the temperature of the air, like it's not too hot, it's not too cold. I mean, it's really weird. In Ocean City, the weather flips like back and forth, whether it's rain one day or it's like, you know, every five minutes, it feels like the weather's changing too.
0: Yeah, it's Maryland has the best autumns, really does, because there's enough trees and they all and they're like, they're like the perfect leaves or trees, tree leaves to change to like that, like maroon, that like Thanksgiving look. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Dude. And that's like when it
1: goes into something too. Like if you thought of this, like you think of this place so much like this, why did you end up leaving? Like going from Baltimore all the way to go chase comedy down? I mean, what struck me off a little bit weird is like you have the 500 podcast, the music podcast that kind of analyzes, it's Rolling Stones 500 uh, top on the charts, right? Yeah. Yeah, but when you you're explaining music, like you said it that kind of related to me a little bit was the fact of you can play an instrument like well but not like perfect you know what i mean but usually if someone's telling you what to play and like my whole family's been music my dad's in two bands my dad's in a kiss tribute band um you know doing radio doing all that that's all i grew up knowing was kiss that whole band era that whole generation who who is he
0: wait who's your who's your dad in the kiss band the cat man so who is that peter chris he's a drummer yeah does he have an
1: outfit yeah he had the outfit and everything
0: Oh, they have the outfit and the ma- they do the makeup for sure. They don't do like Kiss in like 1984 when they went makeup list No, they, did, they, had they, the they, they had the outfits. They had
1: the giant LED. Light. I mean, to, hey, dude, I'm looking at my dad up on stage. Is like, that's what I knew him as, man. I mean, I thought it was pretty badass. I mean, I, there were so many concerts when them playing Bram's Head Live and I was just a little kid. Like I didn't even know, like I was wearing a Kiss shirt, really didn't know anything but rock and roll all night. I mean, when that came out in a toothbrush – the freaking song was in a toothbrush. That was the first thing my dad got, you know, I would, uh, he would take me into the radio station in the mornings and I would just see all these statues of the demon star child, everybody lined up on his desk. And I was like, who the hell is this? And he's like, you don't know who kisses. And I was like, no. And he's like, I guess I'm messed up as a dad, because if you don't know who kisses then that's, that's a, that's a big thing right there. And then he showed me everything, all, everything, all his records, everything.
0: Yeah. I, I didn't get into Kiss until much later until the podcast you know there's there's like I'm listening to shit right now <clears throat> that I knew dude I never listened like I'm prepping for this for the crickets right now which I had no idea the crickets were buddy holly I literally thought they were going to be like you know I'm telling you now I'm tell- that's what I thought it was going to be like all like cheesy and it's and it's basically buddy holly And I I feel like just the sense of like, I can't can't believe i never have, I had heard this or really paid attention to it. And that's the same thing I felt with Kiss. I was just like, what a fantastic band. And I was also, it was really cool. Like right around the time I did the Kiss episode with Jeff Ross, um, it just so happened that Kiss was playing the whiskey and I had a hookup and he got me into the show and I got to see kiss perform in like this very, very small rock club instead of like a huge arena. And it was still fucking great. So it, I I mean, I, to be in all fairness, I haven't listened to much kiss since, but it just, I got caught up in it, you know? So I could see why your dad's fucking just,
1: you know, I mean, he's the guy that when we we went to Myrtle Beach, there's a Kiss Cafe down there. So the whole time we're in the hotel room, the day before it opened up, he was all like, we're going to go here. We're going to take pictures. We're going to do all this stuff. It's like, it's all kiss, kiss, kiss. He was in a commercial with them. Uh, He wasn't happy when he met Gene Simmons. But I guess, you know, sometimes you don't ever really want to meet your heroes when it comes to that. But like, what's important about what he's kind of showed me was not only expanding my music, I mean, category, but also what music kind of means to you as a person, which I can kind of hear like just from you on your podcast, talking about like the deeper meaning of songs and stuff. Like there's songs out there that hit people in a certain way. It's why a lot of people become musicians and why a lot of people love listening to music. Cause it can do the one thing that's really difficult to do and tap into your emotions. I mean, the, the power of music, first of all, is one of the, and not to sound corny, but I mean, it's pretty special.
0: Music. Yeah. Music's. I don't think there's anything better. Like you can't, if you, if a song sounds good, you just enjoy it. You don't have to put any thought into it. You can just really, it's just, it's just beautiful.
1: Now what song you know? means, what song means to you? Cause I mean, every song, what like from maybe as a child, maybe as like a young kid, what was an important song for you? Like for me, I had a, One of my very first songs, I mean, my dad got me a Black Eyed Peas CD. I mean, that was just something random he tossed out at me before, you know, I actually had taste and went on to something a little bit different. I was in that, you know, little kids bop type stuff, you know, besides Eminem listening to two trailer park girls go around the outside over and over again, because that's the only thing I was apparently interested in.
0: Yeah. How old were you when Eminem came out?
1: I was probably very very little at first. I mean if you got to think I'm 22 now, Eminem's pretty old. I was listening to him, I think I came across him when I was probably like 3 or 4. Holy shit. You got to remember you're probably a whole another me older, so. No,
0: I'm only 40, so no, it's it's almost you're eight I'm 18 years older than you. I'm not a full you. I think. Yeah. That so when you when more. I was when I was When I was, I don't know the math, right? Yeah,
1: you're right. You're right. It's 18 years. You got it. That was perfect. 22 plus 18 is 40. Yeah. I failed algebra one three times.
0: I was right.
1: Yeah. Give yourself a pat on the back with that Maryland tattoo. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like when it comes to songs though, what is one that like kind of means something to you or at least sparks up a certain memory in your head?
0: Um. We're just going to talk only Ocean City today. I'm going to relate everything back to Ocean City because it's so when <laughs> so <laughs> Ocean City's great, dude. So when we went to Ocean City one year, I, I just remember like driving up Route 50, you know, after like two and a half hours and like listening to Pearl Jam's Corduroy. That whole album, Vitalogy. But that summer, our last summer there was that we—not the last summer we all went, but our, my, my senior, actual senior year, um, or going for senior week. I just remember, like, we we were listening to. We found this CD in like a gas station. Like, you know, you go out, you you check out, and they just have like. CDs there for sale from like artists that you've never heard of and we saw this CD for these guys the best of the brothers Johnson right and they're just two black dudes like playing bass and we just had a laugh at how they were dressed and so we bought the CD and it just it happened to be fucking like incredible like 70s funk you know like really funky music really great and and so we were at, staying for my senior year, and we're staying literally across the street from the Suntan, the place that we had always stayed at, on 2nd Avenue. But um, we had put that CD on, and we had this, We my friend had a video camera, and we videotaped my friend Mike Seidenberg, aka Dead Cat from DeShackles. Who and we've been here to- L- you mean LED LED. No, 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 no. This is de shekels time. But we had we were actually just about to start DeShekels after this summer. Like this was the beginning of it. But Mike Seenberg dancing to get the funk out my face. It's like as soon as I hear that song, because I've listened to it since, not a lot, but I've listened to it every once in a blue moon. And it's just music just takes you back to that to that memory. Like anytime I hear Lauren Hill's miseducational Lauren Hill. Uh, I think of when I backpacked through Europe. That or "Hello Nasty" by the Beastie Boys. Like that's I just it's that whole album, especially "Hello Nasty." That first song, the way it starts, it just reminds me of just being at like a youth hostel in in fucking Spain, and it's just it's great, man. Um, I'm trying to think. I remember one time I'm in Ocean City. This is this is right before right before
1: this is the Ocean City podcast. Ocean
0: City We're Podcast. We're gonna have some Coke. We're gonna do some Maui. We're gonna go to Ocean City where the governor's name is Larry Hogan. Larry Hogan. Going down to Ocean City. But, no, it's too country. But there are, Ocean. that's like my my brother, No, yeah, I guess my brother-in-law, I guess that's what he is. My brother-in-law, my sister's husband, his family's like, like really Salisbury. And their dad was like, you know, he was great, great dude. But he was like so, you know, country Maryland, like was in the Vietnam War you know he had that he, he did kind of talk kind of maryland country go to the ocean
1: maryland's that bad really i only see a couple things wrong with like the maryland is the whole fact is people put
0: ketchup on their eggs i never understood that dude and then dude fucking maryland is the south and once you get outside of washington dc it's fucking it's more the south than anything do you know what i mean it's rural it's like like drive Route 50 to DC and just see how like, and stop at like one of those little like small little middle of nowhere towns, which is crazy because there's like like, like there's all these you just forget. It feels man. like you you're forget, in a movie. Like in a movie.
1: <laughs> Did I say it that time too? You're getting me. See, like, I've never known that I had this accent at all. Like I've hear my grandparents talk and I can kind of tell it's a little bit different, but. How do your
0: grandparents talk? Your grandparents are fifth generation, Asian city,
1: fifth generation, ocean city. No, they actually, they all live in Baltimore. I'm the only person here that's um, born and raised in uh, ocean city. My uh, dad, when he was in high school, he made a, um, on his senior year, him and his buddy were supposed to come out and, uh, travel down here. And, uh, before i think it was like a week before their graduation there was like a they were walking on this like hill because i think they're either their car broke down or something and this hill in baltimore um i don't know exactly where at but it was like just like they were at the like the bottom end of it so you're coming up the hill so you can't see over so you don't so you're just going driving over and it was their teacher um swerved and hit uh my dad's best friend and uh Applied the brakes and it actually crushed his head, which if he wouldn't have done that, he would, the kid would have been just ran right over. But um, they made a pact to come down here um, when they graduated high school. So my dad just came down here and then ended up meeting up my, uh, meet up my mom at a Taylor's restaurant where my mom was working.
0: And he and he, what, he, knocked her up quick and then got stuck in Ocean City and that was it?
1: No, he wanted to live down here, but ended up uh, joining up a band with her.
0: What um, kind of music do they play?
1: My mom was always like, um, they had this agent 99, uh, cover band, which was supposed to be like, you know, like songs like heart, uh, playing like oh, yeah. I remember that shit pisses me off. It gives me anxiety. But, um, there was, she played that style of stuff. Uh, then my dad, uh, he was in a metal band that he never told me about. I wasn't able to find out until I was older, which they still don't even bring it up today called Flytrap, And, uh, then kind of um
0: what kind of music was flat trap?
1: Kind of like heavier metal. A lot of stuff like, that you would what, think of are they are they originals or are they covers? I think they're all originals. I like I said I barely know anything about them because by the time I was at least like a kid, my dad had stopped doing that, and then they never got back together. I just know it was some, some weird secret because I would go out to a restaurant with my dad or something, and some person would randomly come up, say hi to my dad, and be like, "When's Flytrap going to start a reunion again?" And I'm like, "What
0: the fuck's this band Flytrap?" Dude, is Flytrap on? on? Is Flytrap on? Fucking? Is it on? Is it on Spotify?
1: Don't think it's on Spotify. They're pretty old, but I'm pretty sure you could find something on YouTube. Yeah. I'd have to go and ask my dad what exactly where it's at because um, he'd have to send me a link or something. Yeah, I mean, they were big. I mean, my uncle was in the band, too. Like I said, I don't know too much about it. I mean, most of my music kind of stuff kind of came from Discovered It On My Own, too. I mean, just besides going in, like, the garage and pulling out old records and finding stuff. I mean, you're talking trash on Fallout, but, I mean, I learned old classical music that way, too. From Frank Sinatra stuff I don't know. Oh no, no, no. I'll back
0: that. Yeah, no, I'll hundred percent. I dated a girl that loved uh, Fallout. She played Fallout and uh, the songs that were on there, I mean, were fantastic. It was all stuff from the 50s and so I'm not I'm not shitting on you. When it
1: comes to music, though, like, there's gaps in it. Like, from kids that are coming up now that are listening to nothing but the newer stuff, which I look at the newer stuff as it just kind of seems like it's meant to be in the spotlight just to fade out. Like, it's just meant to be in the top charts and get that quick couple, I guess, million cells and then just be right out of there. But, like, there were songs back in the day that had, I guess more passion put into it I mean if you turn on superstition by Stevie Wonder now you immediately start getting tingles I mean at least I do that I, I could be having a stroke I don't know but it's just interesting to hear that too because the piano is just amazing you know it's one of those songs that get you fired up
0: what if you you're having many strokes and you don't realize it
1: Probably smelling burnt toast if I was
0: is that what happens when you you have a stroke
1: and that's a, that's a sign of a stroke is burnt popcorn or burnt toast. I knew because I got hit by a jet ski and that's what the guy said to me. He said, you could have something wrong with your brain. He says, if you start smelling burnt toast or burnt popcorn, I said,
0: okay. Yeah, dude. Um, I've never had a stroke, so I don't, I don't know, but music definitely has an impact on, oh my dog. Uh, Music definitely has an impact on, on my mood. It's, it's like, that's why I think I haven't gotten depressed and I've I've just been able to stay extremely positive throughout this whole you know, stoppage of work um, you know, listening to some of these albums especially the shit I'm listening to right now like the girl groups, girl groups is like like it's just all about love and being with your man and you know, it's just very, very positive and every song is the basis of every song from that point on for the rest of in perpetuity the history of mankind
1: what do you think about like i guess it being taught in school i don't think it, like it does it justice enough you what the what holocaust I mean? where the okay i threw me on guard bad. <laughs> what would be what being taught in school music music yeah because i feel like i, I didn't I really mean, yeah, appreciate t- it I mean, I didn't truly appreciate it until I hit college and they had a music appreciation class. Like before, if you would have asked me to go to a symphony, I would have been like, you know, go fuck yourself. I'm not going to a symphony. That sounds boring to me. I want to go see whatever, this, whatever my favorite band was. But then when I was watching it actually being performed, I was like, holy shit, this is actually a lot of people that took a lot of time and effort to be able to perform this. And then I was screaming in the back, like, where's the guy with the triangle as a joke? And then some dude fucking rolls up with the triangle and starts tinging it. And I'm like, there he is. yeah um yeah it's crazy dude it's like a liking you petting her because what i'm seeing on screen does not look like you're petting a dog i'm, I'm jerking off two guys over here <laughs> I'm, just like, <laughs> I'm just like looking you're like smiling like yeah yeah i got you i got you dj batman dj batman,
0: DJ batman. <clears throat> um let me try to think of my um do you think you're ever going to move out of uh do you think you're ever going to move out of ocean city
1: I don't know. I'd like to, but honestly, it's like what you were saying before. Like, you didn't really kind of see things like going anywhere. That's what I kind of see. Like I don't really see much for me. You know what I mean? Why? I don't know. I feel like there's just some people that have like something about them where they go out and do something, and they have one opportunity or something, end up missing it.
0: What do you want to do? I mean, obviously, you're podcasting. So you like. I just enjoy talking to people,
1: to be honest with well- you. I mean, I couldn't play music that just i didn't have that talent it was more like you had to force me to kind of be able to sit and play it
0: you know well, what's great about where you're at right now is that you're only 22 right so you have a lot of time to figure out what you want um but you can do whatever you want so just decide on what you want to do what like you want to try to make money off of and and what you'd be okay with you know getting paid or getting called work And just do it. You're 22 years old. Like you have, don't give up on yourself. You know, this is like.
1: Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure you probably had a moment like this at one point in your life too. I mean, it's hard to see it, like, because you don't know what the end thing's going to be. And then if you're looking back on it, you just have easier answers. I mean, it seems like, especially with the pandemic going on, it's like everybody's losing things left and right. It's even like it's like. What's the world going to be like in whatever a week or two or whatever keeps on going on? I mean, from people losing jobs to people losing gigs to doing all this type of stuff, it kind of seems like what the hell the the answer
0: or what it's going to be the future is going to be. The future is going to be fine. Everybody's going to be fine. We'll get out of this and, you know, we'll go back to normal. That's just what's going to happen. People are going to, some people are going to just run right back out on the streets. Other people are going to take their time you know that's just the way it's been with social that was why they had to implement the rules because some people weren't listening and now as soon as they open the beaches here everybody's gonna go same thing with maryland maryland i think actually has the strictest like rollout to getting back to normal than california i think it's even more
1: strict which is great okay. it's not weeks okay. like people are going people are going by yeah it's months it's people months, are doing man. like it, that which is nuts because like this whole thing, like there are people that are taking it serious and there's people that are not. Me, I'm just like, I'm still going to go out, do whatever. Obviously, if I don't need to be, I don't need to be. But at the same time, like, it, it's people are going to do what they want. You're, if you're going to end up putting them on restrictions, you're going to see what's already happened with domestic abuse going up. People are going to end up doing whatever they want. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That's the whole thing. It's just how long until that happens? Like, you started seeing in Florida, people just started going on the beach without with, telling cops, like, like go fuck off. Florida
0: is, <laughs> Florida is the stupidest. Florida like is dumb that state i'm sorry it's just like, like they have some really weird rules people it's such a mishmash of of old jewish people and extremely racist people like florida some of the most racist people i've met are from florida um, so yeah so they're let them just they shouldn't even be a part of the union they should be gone florida should be Like we should sell it back to whoever we bought it from and just be like, just let the gators take over. But, but I think Maryland's doing a really good job and, and that's fine if it's, if it's weeks, like it sucks. Like I I can be extremely empathetic for a lot of people that are, are probably in a tough time. You know what I mean? it's because I think the comedy world is going to change. Um, which sucks because like every, we, we were having a lot of fun. This was supposed to be a really fun year. I was, I was so excited. I was going to go see Rage Against the Machine in El Paso right, right before the night before Skankfest. That was the March 26th. Uh, that was when that got canceled. That was when I knew it was real. I was like, man, like I was going to be backstage for the first concert in nine years, hanging with the band. What's your most memorable concert? My most memorable concert? Old Dirty Bastard. In 2000 and... It could have been 2000. Could have been 2001. It could have been 2002. Or even... Yeah. It's before he went to jail. Or it was when he was getting in and out. So it was like during when it got really... It was like really nuts for him. So maybe even 99. But we saw him in the Brooklyn Zoo at the 930 Club. And it was just so packed, man. Dude, it was like, I used to go to 930 Club a lot. I mean, they had the stage pushed all the way back to fit the most amount of people. Because that was like a really cool club because the stage was, you can move it back and forth. So if it was like a smaller cell or a smaller band, you can move the stage and split the club in half almost. And it doesn't look weird. It just looked it was cool. Um, and so it was just completely sold out and we were all the way in the back. And he, I remember he's late, finally the show starts and like he comes out there, he just sits on stage and just there's barely any music and he just like chugs this whole bottle of, of vodka after sitting there still for like three minutes. And then he they went right into like Brooklyn Zoo and people started fighting in the show like the audience so quickly and it was like the security was just pulling people out and eventually by a halfway through the show <clears throat> it went from so packed to like half full because like so many people had gotten kicked out and we were like right up front And it was just, you know, Wu-Tang was such an important band in my life, in my senior year of high school. just, I was like, that was all I listened to. And so to be able to see him after, especially after he died, you know, he never, all the Wu-Tang shows I'd ever seen, he was either in jail or just didn't show up. So to be able to have seen just Old Dirty Bastard in concert, it was magical. It was transcendent. It was a show that I like.
1: Well, you get a, you get a
0: high after I, it. That's what I, it is. I, well, it wasn't even a high. It, it's just, it's it, years later, I think about it and I'm just like, wow, man, that's that's a cool one. That's the coolest show I've seen, I think. I've, dude, I've seen, it's just, I don't know. It's like some seeing someone like Old Dirty Bastard, and this might sound ridiculous, but that's, I can put him on the level of like, of musical icons for this small window, not on the length of, as like someone like John Lennon, but he's, he's definitely someone like Buddy Holly. You know, he's like a legend. Old Dirty Bastard made one fantastic record, you know. It's just incredible. It was just a really cool show.
1: My first concert that I think I went to by myself, not like going with like my grandparents. I saw 311 with my grandparents, but like going by myself when I was like 16 years old,
0: I went to go see Slightly Stupid. Nana, are you having a good time? And your Nana's just like, come original, you got the come original. Dude, my grandma the was, day we call- <laughs> she's known she as the two beer queer in our family. you wake up to me. That was actually pretty sick. It was in see. Vegas, man. Uh, uh. She introduced us. Three Eleven was ruined for me. Three Eleven. I had my, I had like high school friends. Man, I had that, high school friends.
1: Everything I like, you hate, Josh. I hate
0: it. I just I <laughs> know. Three Eleven is. Here's. I was gonna explain myself. Three Eleven is Man. is a band that was ruined by me by my friends in high school. Like that was all they listened to. That was all they listened to was Three Eleven, and um it, it it just was, so it was played so much for for the four or five years, even longer than that, that I knew those guys. That's just yeah, you know, man. You love them too much, so I can't tell you the full story because you got mad. And no, you,
1: and- I'm, I'm, my brother's more of a fan of <laughs> that music than I am. I like, I just enjoyed it because, like, the first time that I ever really went to a concert, that you know, I was with my grandparents, like I said. But my very first concert, was slightly stupid. I'm mean, a big Sublime fan. I didn't discover that until obviously after he was gone. But like, you know, my first concert, I went to go see, uh, slightly stupid, on my birthday. I mean, I just turned 16 years old, and they played for three hours past when they were supposed to because it was New Year's Eve. So they rocked it into New Year's Day until like 3 o'clock in the morning. And then everybody's leaving because they're all got to go back and get, get some sleep or go to work the next day or something. And he jumps downstage and grabs me. And he's just like, dude, how old are you? And I'm like 16 years old. He's like, you're 16 years old when you're here? He's like, you want to smoke a joint? I'm like, what? Like, it's just too much going on at 3 o'clock in the morning for my brain to fucking handle.
0: Who did you get high with? Nick Hexum?
1: Not 311. Slightly stupid. Oh, dude. slightly stupid. Yeah. Mile and Kyle. Yeah, man. I mean they were they were signed on the Sublime Records back in high school, which I think is dope. And that's just <laughs> wrestling coaches for a school. It is dope. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I've
0: I've never I've never really listened to Slightly Stupid um, or any other like I know there's a band called Revelation. Revolution. 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 Um, there's Collie Buds Collie Buds is they have a song that I used to play at the strip club I know probably blind to you or uh, come around come around it was come around it was come around it was on how does come around go remind me
1: so it's like, finally the herbs come around or something oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, it was like,
0: <laughs> finally the herbs come. But <laughs> So yeah. And you this find chick- out
1: yeah. it's a white guy and you're like, whoa, I was not expecting that.
0: Oh, I knew it was white. I know white reggae when I hear it. And that's why I don't like 311 and that's why I don't like any of those bands. I'm sorry that you love them, but I hate white reggae. I stand by that statement. I don't think white people should be doing reggae. For some reason it just feels wrong. I there's, I, I think you can take a reggae tone, you could do it right, kinda of like the police, but ten. What did I say? What did, did I do that? It's a ten. Did I do that? Fuck yeah, yeah dude.
1: You could do it. You, you could can like, hear the lips curl at the ending when you had the uh, O oh come out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, I'm, yeah, I got. I'm gonna drink some cake. I want some, some cake. cake. Some cake. Um, but yeah. I, so I, I don't. You listen. I know so many people. I've. I know so many people that love 311. So many, and the and they they keep rocking. They do a cruise. Like they're they're big enough. They're huge so they like me shitting on them doesn't mean anything like it's just i, I mean, you
1: like what you like dude that's the thing like Red Hot they're, they're not bad.
0: bad i just yeah. i just don't like it i think i think they are what they've built a huge career of a huge following and i see what it is it's just white people <laughs> white people like to fucking it's like white it's white reggae you know what i mean it's just it's just it's easier to like not be afraid that black people are going to steal from you At the concerts, you know
1: Another one for me would be like Red Hot Chili Peppers too Like we used to have a drum set just in the middle of our family room So people would just randomly be coming in and playing drums Just sitting down and like, that was always a big thing. Like, I think they had
0: watching. to, they had to play red hot chili peppers.
1: Well, that was like, I had a sling, or oh, my brother had a DVD that was live at the sling castle. So I would steal that DVD, get high and watch the DVD, which made that concert felt like it lasted 13 fucking hours. So I'm sitting there with uh chocolate chip cookie dough, ice cream, fucking watching red hot chili peppers. And seeing John Fruscianti just hit these guitar notes and you get to see like, that's where I started noticing like fucking music. You could, feel the emotion in it because the way he was expressing those fucking notes yeah i mean like you got to understand like just being a lot younger than you i was coming across music that you'd already stumbled across and might have even glossed over it just to me that was impactful compared to the shit i was already hearing like sean kingston or whatever the hell that was playing that was so popular back then
0: sean kingston is that he's uh he's more like dance music right yeah do you remember sean paul
1: yeah temperature dude
0: like <laughs> that thank god dude, that shit i used to play that at like middle school dances you know fucking like you play that at like a high school dance wedding uh i used to like people used to go nuts for that
1: it's weird to see how music changed through just the generations, like from older people listening to like Frank Sinatra to where it's at now where you're listening to like little Nas or something.
0: Dude, hip-hop when you were born in – you were born in 98, right? 97. Oh, shit, dude. You were born
1: – When you graduated.
0: As a, Well, no. There was a rawness still to the music, especially hip-hop in 1997. There was some cheese ball stuff. Um, and then 98, 99, it's still – had like a toughness to it it wasn't until like suddenly in like the 2000s 2001 2003 2004 it suddenly started turning into like chingy you know i'm getting freaky at the holiday and 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 it just and and it wasn't until lil wayne really started bringing it back to making it more I don't, yeah, like gangsta. I guess it was Lil Wayne the Carter three that did that. That was the big change. And then I started DJing a strip club in 2009. And it was like, because that was when I was starting to get, you know, my introduction to basically what I called strip hop, which is just music. It's just about getting money. It was about throwing money, wasting money on shit. And then. I mean, that was it. It was just about fucking drugs. And then it made the shift even more into like future. And then after future, then it all just started sounding the same. And I don't know where we are with music now. Like, like with hip hop. i have It's no idea.
1: just stuff to hit the charts. It's not meant to be, I guess memorable i mean you look at songs back in the day like stuff that's kind of lasted i mean whenever you turn on an acdc track or something i get pump- you can get pumped up by that you turn on um guns and roses those classic songs like they're still good now but everything you hear like you know all about that bass that was so popular just a few years ago you don't hear about that anymore you don't hear about hello by adele anymore all these songs that were so popular at oh, that time no, adele, adele,
0: adele i didn't know adele you can't shit on adele is she's the real deal superstar, like she just hasn't put out a record. She's going through a divorce right now. Adele is is probably one of the the bigger like, she's if not the biggest female artist. I don't know. That's kind of like has a lasting power. Someone like her, like Taylor Swift, you know. But Adele lasts. Adele isn't isn't music of the past. I think it's. I think she's important. I think she's making important music.
1: What I'm saying is I haven't – it's not on the charts right now. It's not any of that type of stuff. No, the way okay. Music used to be like the way you're doing with Rolling Stones. You're hitting um, these artists that have songs that have impacted so much that, that if you turn them on today, they still resonate today. The stuff that's coming out now is not going to resonate in 10 years from now. It's not going to be something that people are going to be you know listening to just like if you, if you popped in a Guns N' Roses CD right now, at least in my mind.
0: You're saying that the older music doesn't resonate now. I don't understand.
1: Opposite, opposite. That it does. The older stuff resonates now. The stuff that came out a year ago, stuff like Old Town Road. Oh like, yeah, that's yeah. that's not that's not going to be anything in the future.
0: It, well, Sunn so O))) will. It'll be it'll be a, a one hit wonder song. It'll be a one. It'll be. I don't know how forgotten it'll be, but dude, it's one of the biggest songs of all time. I mean,
1: for the time period that it came out, that that it was on the charts, yeah. but now it's not on the top charts anymore. What I'm saying is, I mean, those songs I, are something that drift out. You know what I mean, dude? I still listen to Gangnam Style. I don't fucking listen to Gangnam Style at all. I don't even think it's like that, that's not even on YouTube anymore. I don't think.
0: <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but. I still listen to Gangnam Style. That's hysterical, Gangnam Style. Um, now there, there—that's that's why I did the podcast because nothing was. I've had these moments in my life where I'm listening to something in my car, driving, and it just like it just stops me in my track where I'm like, oh. I just want to listen to this song over and over and over and over again. And I do that a lot. It's not, it's not actually, it's not a lot. It's probably once every few months. But I'll, there's just a song I've just become obsessed with. And I wasn't getting that from new music. So I wanted to, like, I knew, I knew it was in these albums. I knew there was like something important about listening to all of these great records that was gonna make me happier, make me connect with people more, connect with the world. And and I got that, I, I still get it. I mean, like I said, right now in this exact moment, if I didn't have the 500 and I wasn't like, listening to the Ronettes, which I have to do next week and the girl groups and the Supremes, like. I mean, would I be happy in this moment? I don't know. I mean, it would be scary. It would be scary if I never if I never would be be on this journey. Do you know?
1: I mean, I look at that a little bit too with like this podcast. I mean, just just doing something, I guess, keeping my mind motivated. I mean, I'm an insomniac, so I only sleep probably three or four hours a night, if I'm lucky, maybe three or four hours every two days. So I'm spending a lot of time thinking. If anything, I'm writing something, I'm doing something, just trying to find any way to keep busy, and this are helps you, me keep busy.
0: So you getting two or three hours every couple of days? Are you are you smoking meth? I wish. <laughs> we all do.
1: I would probably be a lot more balanced out. I just for, ever since I was a little kid, just never really slept a lot. Like so, I do this my podcast comes out every single day. So that's an hour to two hour conversations with a person. So I can crank out nine or 10 recordings and I'm on episode 411 right now. So when this comes out, probably episode 413 or something, I still, that's great, dude. Well, I mean like even from the start when I did this thing, my very first episode, me and my buddy were just shooting the shit literally about shit. He works HVAC. I work in a, I used to work at a hotel. So I was like, I've taken a dump in every single room on, the whole entire hotel from 11th down all the way down to the first floor. I made it a mission out of the three years I worked there. And it just grew from there. Eventually I started reaching out to, um, just people, everyday people. I find them on Instagram. Hey, what do you do? End up getting hot sauces sent to me. People that make their own hot sauce companies. Um, you know, people that are doing something. And I think that's what was most interesting to me was I was inviting these people, not just to have a conversation, but to hear what they had to say, you know, because, I think that's important because why the hell does it always have to be somebody famous or somebody that has something? Every single show I see nowadays is like we're interviewing this guy on this and this and this, and that's cool and all. I've been happy to get like, you know, famous people like get that
0: somebody. real person, man. Get somebody real.
1: Yeah, someone that gives makes fun of my right? accent and says Ocean City. You know what I mean? Makes fun of my uh <laughs> what's,
0: what's the uh what's the big drug problem down in ocean city like what is it is it painkillers
1: it's opioids um i don't yeah like i just lost someone i knew a couple of days ago from it really so, yeah
0: what were they doing like just all i know is that hospice? they od'd
1: and apparently from what i've heard it's meth or something so
0: well that's not an opioid that's fuck that's still that's really sucks i'm sorry yeah my sister's a doctor in salisbury and she said they used to call it pillsbury
1: yeah, it's still it's still like that. It was very bad. I mean, you know, we the Dare program left us when we were in school. That that shit did not do anything beneficial to anybody. But what really happened was like where I started when I graduated high school was getting into chemical dependency. Cause my one of my best friends, um, his brother, you know, me and him are very close. Um, his brother passed away from over um overdose. Like he came home to that. And then I was trying to, when I was graduating high school, was to help with chemical dependency to help out in our area. I went to all the addiction classes. Um, You know, I had stories on that too. I mean, what I thought was weird is like my dad had an addiction problem when it came to alcohol. And then like, uh, you know, everyone in my family, like smokes pot or something. So I just kind of didn't bog into any of that. You know, watching that, like, it was interesting because you were telling, like, when I heard you were saying on a podcast was how you were getting clean. And you still like worked at like a strip club and being around all that and not kind of trying to fall into it. Like my dad had the same thing. He's recovering from alcohol, but he had to go DJ every night. So every single night people are offering him up shots. So oh, that I, like, know, yeah. that I know Yeah, that that seems like you wouldn't want to be in that situation, but to see someone go through that and then try and get involved in it. I mean, it's flooded our whole area. There's kids younger than me that are addicted to shit. There's kids my our 14 years old that are getting pregnant down here. It's because yeah. the world, I, I mean, I, I talked about it with Steve Simone. We're not fucking talking anymore, man. Nobody's talking to each other. Everybody's going in their homes, trying to work on their own shit. It's all about me, me, me. in this world nowadays, it's not about love or, you know, talking to somebody anymore. I'll strike up a brand, random conversation with someone just to see what's going on. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I'm not am not going to you know, it's, it's weird because if I reach out to a guest, like I reach out to hundreds of people a day or something, just saying, hey, you want to be on a podcast? It's just conversation. Two thirds of the fucking people just want to sit there and be like, "Why me? What are you gonna attack me about? What is the problem? What do you What do you do? What are you about?" It's like, because we've got to this point as people, where it's everything's a fucking attack. Everything's doing picking someone else's flaws out or some shit, and it just pisses me off. It's like, shouldn't be that way. I mean, we should all be singing "Kumbaya" or "Fucking Toto Africa" or something. Jesus Christ! Preach, brother,
0: good. Yeah, good for you. You're doing it. You're doing it right, bro.
1: I mean, it's not me. Like I already tell people, you know, I could end this thing easy. If people just decided like every person I've talked to, they started communicating more in their own lives. I mean, it's just, it's not hard. There's people I vibe with and there's people that give me shit uh, or whatever. And just like to joke around and have fun. That's cool, dude. Let's do it. You yeah. know? Cause I mean, we all got something we got to say. I'm just, I'm, I always look at it. Like, I mean, there's a so I spend hours and hours a day talking to people, sometimes more interview style where I'm just asking questions, not really just shooting the shit like how we've been doing, just shitting on Ocean City. But, I mean, it's fun. Not it's shitting enjoyable.
0: on. Not shitting on. Not shitting on. Not I saying love
1: shitting Ocean in a bad way. You could be shitting on them in a good way.
0: Ocean that City accent is there.
1: something that if you get a girl that has that accent, that if you're not from Ocean City, Maryland.
0: Give you, blowjob. Give you blowjob. All right, brother. I got to get out of here, man. All right, man.
1: Thanks so much for coming on, Josh.
0: Dude, my pleasure. This was a blast. I'll make sure to link all your
1: stuff in the description too, Josh.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Dude, have a good night. Keep doing it. You're doing great. You're doing fantastic, dude.